One of my aunts used to say, I'll do such and such tomorrow, God willing. In James chapter 4, he says, starting at verse 13, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell, and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. If the Lord will, we shall do this or that. My aunt certainly knew this concept from the book of James. In John chapter 18, verse 36, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. This world will be destroyed by God. We read that in Second Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 14. Peter says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, Seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. Everything we can see with our natural eye will be destroyed in the day of the Lord. Destroyed by God. No man can make the heavens be destroyed. 
No man can make the heavens be on fire and pass away. No scientist can explain the reason this happened. This is of God, and that we know and are assured of. God said to me once when I was reading this section of Scripture in Second Peter, there is nothing you can do to make this world righteous. It will always be unrighteous. And in this section of Scripture, he says that we look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness, only righteousness. Therefore, we look for the new heaven and the new earth spoken of by the Apostle John in Revelation 21. God gave John a vision of the new heaven and new earth, and that is basically what is inside each person who belongs to God. For we know this is only temporary. It's called temporal in the Bible, and that means set by limits. There is a limit to the time we live on this earth. If Jesus comes back before we die, then those who are serving him faithfully will be removed from this earth before the judgment. I'm persuaded of that now. Some will be left because they're not ready to be removed. One will be taken and one left. That's in Matthew 24. The new heaven and the new earth we read about in Revelation 21. Start at verse 1. John says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Well, the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. We will have a spiritual body 
when we are taken into heaven. The Apostle Paul tells us about that spiritual body in 1 Corinthians 15. Start at verse 47. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy of our parents, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. God is a spirit. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. But we shall all be changed. There will be some who are living on this earth at the time of the return of Jesus. So we won't all be dead. We won't all sleep. But when Jesus returns, he will awaken those who have died. And he will raise the elect of God from this earth, the servants of God's, the ones who are obeying him. But there will be some of the elect of God on this earth during the great tribulation. And the reason they will be on this earth is they're not yet born again. Some will be born again. Some will serve God during the great tribulation. There's one passage of scripture where they are in white robes in heaven and they said, what are these? And one of the others said, don't you know who they are? They are the ones who went through Great tribulation. There will be some go through the great tribulation. And Jesus said, if the days were not shortened, there would no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. That's in Matthew 24. There were some who thought Jesus would establish the kingdom on this earth when he first came to the earth before he was crucified. What Jesus said is occupy till I return. That's in Luke 19. But there will be some fall away because they will get to thinking, well, he isn't coming back, and they will give up and start eating and drinking with the world and pursuing the things of the world, and they will fall away, and 
Jesus said when he returned, there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth because the reward, Jesus, came and they didn't endure. They gave up before the reward came. So throughout the New Testament, we are exhorted, hold fast, hold fast to the promises of God, hold fast to the word of God. Peter said, don't you know that a day in the sight of God is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day? He's not slack concerning his coming. He's not delaying his coming. It's appointed. Only God knows when it is. But he is not willing that any should perish. So there is time before Jesus returns. But a day in the sight of God is as a thousand years. We view it as 2,000 years since Jesus first walked on the earth. But in the sight of God, it's only two days. So you have to view it that the viewing of time is not the same with God. He will come. Jesus will come. God will destroy the heaven and the earth because that's what his word says. And we both, you and I, have to hold fast to the scriptures. You think nothing can pull you away from the scriptures. I've had many times that I have had to hold fast to scriptures, to my belief to my profession of faith. You grab the scripture, you grab what God has done in your life, for that proves the Bible to you. And then you take scripture and hold on, because toward the end, the devil knows his time is short. And he does attack with a fury in the form of trying to persuade us to turn and go another way. You think, oh, I'd never do that. Well, you don't know the Bible because Jesus says it would get so bad on this earth toward the end that no flesh would be saved except for the fact of the days being shortened. And for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. Grab on, grab hold of Scripture. Just say, no matter what the devil brings to me, saying that it will not happen, the day of the Lord will come, and the faithful will be taken into heaven. So you just have to do it that way. And like Jesus, you have to know our kingdom is not of this world. 
There's another world. There is an eternal world where indwelleth only the righteous. And the righteous are those who do right in the sight of God on this earth. They seek God and do what is right in his eyes. Those are the righteous. Those who hold on to the New Testament Bible and the promises in the Old Testament. The Old Testament, all those things, happened as an admonition for us to teach us and to help us to understand God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. The Apostle Paul says, Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, of whom the ends of the world are come. So we read the passages in the Old Testament And we see what God is like. And we know everything written in the Bible that has not happened will happen because we have faith in the Word of God. And we go by the New Testament, but we also learn what God is like by reading the Old Testament Therefore, the Apostle Paul says, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. At the judgment seat of Christ, we will all be judged by that which we have done on this earth and that which we have said on this earth. By thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So Paul says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. Paul says, We labor that we may be accepted by God for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad knowing therefore the terror of the Lord we persuade men And one of the things that shows us the terror of the Lord, the real God, is the Old Testament. So we cling to all the Bible, though we live by the law of God and not the law of Moses. Jesus paid for our sins, but if you continue to sin, how are you justified? 
says that what you do if you continue to sin or go back to your sins, you crucify Jesus afresh. That is in Hebrews 6. If you sin willfully after you have the knowledge of the truth, there's no more sacrifice for your sins. Hebrews 10, 26. For you crucify Jesus afresh. So we cling to what we've been shown by Jesus. Which of us really want to go back and do those sins that profited us nothing but caused us to be ashamed when we remember the kind of life we lived before we were born again? But the devil will try to convince you to leave God. And it will seem very reasonable. But because of the scriptures, you will hold on to the end. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.